Yeah. You gotta love these thumbnail countdowns. Yeah, man. Very nice. Welcome to another episode of Absolute Focus. Um, we're pretty tired. We oh God, stayed so up last night. Uh, we both got sessions for a TV show that's coming out in 2020. I don't we're think supposed we're to stay up all night. We're musicians. Yeah, but we're not really. <laughs> yeah, so we're more like parents. I have my, <laughs> I have my coffee here. Um, you guys, Kamalji made this amazing Indian tea. I already uh, But I needed something extra. <laughs> A lot of people drink like black coffee. Um, mine is more closer to a milkshake than a coffee. That's <laughs> I how I like it. I think it's more closer to a cupcake. Yeah, maybe a cupcake <laughs> milkshake. That's how I like it. Um, we're really excited today. We have like an awesome guest. You sound guest. so excited. Um, so let, let me that caffeine get <laughs> kick in. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're just yeah. a bit tired. We'll let you. So let me tell you, like we have two children. We do. Okay? And then when you have children, <clears throat> you you develop this capacity for love that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. Right. Very true. And it like the most beautiful sound. And this is coming as musicians. Like I've, I've heard like Salamat Ali Khan rehearse like at six in the morning. I've been like with medicine in recording studios. I've, I've seen like race Khan, like do amazing things like in his, in his bedroom with the sitar. That right. Sounds strange. Like I've heard the most amazing <laughs> sounds. Right. But, the most amazing sound is children that's laughing. True. My children laughing. That's that's yeah. what I love. Yeah, right? it just overflows with oh my god. But my what guest today, kids? right? Like, <laughs> I love my kids, but like other people's kids. Eh. <laughs> that's you know so I mean? mean. Come on now, they're the future. I know they're the future and all that, but and each one of them is and we're supposed and to innocent. work with them. But you know, I like my kids. Yeah, just me. But my guest today <laughs> has done like amazing work with kids all around the world. <laughs> oh. And and like he's a fellow tabla player. He's a disciple of Pandit Swapan Chaudhary. Um, he's done amazing work, like with children. Like we said, he's he's done uh, he, uh, work with. Um, uh, You're so tired. I am tired. <laughs> composers, Le- composers, mu- films, everything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Robin Sakadia. Yay! Wow. Well, thank you. And, and my he dad. brought his father, yes, who's a major father. influence in life, and he's yes. our uncle. Yeah, this is our culture. G. He's oh, our yeah. uncle. Jesus. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, it's uh, it's really nice to hear. I was gonna say, as your capacity for love and all that, and ca- when you have children, <laughs> happens, you also increase your capacity for caffeine. Yeah, uh, yeah, because definitely. you you need to keep up with them kids. Oh my goodness! Uh, so having one myself, uh, a young one, we both have little ones. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much uh, the same age. Which, as we know, is just extraordinary um, experience and extraordinarily exhausting. And yeah. in fact. I think the f- when we had our first child, the first excursion we did was to his house. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we yes the first ex- like because you know when you have a baby, that was the like, first other baby we met after a baby. Yeah, I, and I think same for us. I think was you were one of the first guests we had that were like coming over. Yeah, with and your baby, yeah. and, and we didn't even baby. we at that point we, we didn't, didn't really know, know each other, other that well. No, we come to and I just like uh, we gotta we get out of this house like. <laughs> They keep telling us like as far away as possible. Let's see if we can make it. Let's see if like our car seat works. Like let's see if we can drive for an hour and survive. It was raining. Yeah, it It was was raining. raining. And I remember vividly that day because even Neela was like, "I was like, Neela, we're gonna have some house guests. Like, we're these these people are amazing. They they're cool." And she's like we need some other humans to come by here like anything <laughs> to help us like we were also feeling very isolated yeah because you feel cooped you up you feel very isolated i think when that the first time you know and you're also a little bit worrisome about you're feeling worried about well, what 
is it safe or are we going to make it or how are we going to yeah. do it and you yeah. know all these things and but you guys came and we played music together it i remember beautiful. that was awesome we we did some tabla for the kids we sat with them we played and they, they yeah. were little tiny little potatoes but they were, <laughs> they were tiny little things uh so anyway our our friendship started really i feel like a lot yeah, of yeah. Through our children. and and then we'd always known of each other yeah yeah we right like i I've, i'd always meet. seen like the, your work online and like i was like oh my god he's working with like blind kids and some i'm like <laughs> oh wow yeah i mean well well let me say this i i uh <clears throat> yes i pl- i'm a musician i love music but it, i've always found that uh the the creative process when when combined with the educational process and the development of a young mind yeah that's what really drives me in my music i like i and and, and really i've created a whole life of music around education for young children like uh, and not just young children young adults all the way up to high school you know i work right. at a conservatory now that also uh trains young children from seven month old babies all the way up to high school that's wow. where i work and i'm a, i'm around music with kids all the time and i i have to say it's so humbling and inspiring when you see a young person playing music yes. with focus and yeah. dedication. So this is something that's new to yeah. to me. I, I think Kamaljeet has done amazing work yeah. in, in the UK with, with teaching and like going around to special needs yeah, kids. Yeah, I went mm. to like, workshops with uh, special needs children. Oh my goodness, they are so creative. Yes, they, some of them are uh, certain certain degrees of deaf as well, mm. certain degrees of autism. But oh my goodness, they responded so well. Yes. Yeah, it was the word absolutely is humbling. It's humbling. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. she would tell me these stories, and and I I didn't really know that. I mean, I I learned in a you know in the traditional astrologer type of way, and then the any teaching I did would be to like fellow gurbais who who oh, already yeah. have a love of the music, who already have an understanding. You're just they're just asking some questions. You're just kind of clarifying a lesson or something. Um, it wasn't. I think we started teaching now in California Three last October. Yeah. At, at, at a, a Gurdwara. Um, yeah, it's an oh, institution off to the side yeah. of the Gurdwara. Like yeah. It's a separate community institution. Yeah. on it's a great. Friday night. Um, every Friday night, and you're right. Like it, it excites me. And uh, when you when they come up with questions, and you're like, How do you even think I, of that I question? I didn't even think. Yeah. I've never thought about <laughs> it like that. Yeah. And and then it made me like create stuff for them and then like i'll use it on stage (laughs) absolutely and then it's because they asked the question that way or they said something that inspired me and it it so it's definitely something that i was missing in my life and i'm glad to sort of now have it but i mean you probably found this answer a lot earlier Uh, you know let me share in one example which was really crystallizing for me when i was like going back and forth to India to study tabla with Sapanda. Like yeah. I, first of all, I, I went there, you know, and it's, it's, it was, it's a big investment of time and money to, yep. to take a trip to India to study tabla yes. purely. Absolutely. Uh, I got aligned with this foundation in San Francisco called Project Ahimsa. And, you know, what they would, did was raise money and donated it to different music education efforts around South Asia. Uh, and I was there to help administer their first grant in India. And so they helped fund that trip to India. So while I was studying tabla, I was also bringing with me instruments and resources and then helping identify local teachers in Ahmedabad and Kolkata to run music programs for street kids. Wow. So wow. it was it, it, it the, right from the very beginning, my study of the, the instrument was connected to uh, also having this important duty 
to help uh, you know build community around music and for kids who had no access to this stuff. Now, one it, in early in those um, experiences, I was in a classroom where we had like ten or fifteen street kids who were studying music and they were doing vocal classes of some kind. I was just observing, and what happened was uh, one of the teachers said, "Okay, this 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 student here." Uh, who's singing so beautifully and in this small environment uh, has revealed to us that he hasn't he doesn't know how to read and he'd been going to school for over like you know five six seven years but because wow. of the academic environment they just don't have the time and the focus and the energy to give to children <laughs> yeah. the way a musical lesson does Absolutely, right. yeah. nobody had identified that this kid was illiterate and so it was because of our music classes that it came about that the teacher finally said, you know, we were learning that this student cannot read. And so he, that child himself said, thank goodness for the music classes. Cause it was only in the one-on-one -on -one relationship I had right. with the music teacher yeah. that I had built trust and also the awareness from the teacher that you, you there's something missing here. Whereas mm -hmm. he was going to these larger classes, like many kids do 20, yeah. 30 kids in a room and a teacher. And then these are street children. So the quality of the education, unfortunately was very poor. Mm -hmm. But we were providing them with very small environments to learn music. Yeah. And to me, that was when I was like, this is why music is amazing. Yeah, this so this is something that, yeah. like, I, I, I mean, we've only been teaching, we started, like, end of October, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's only been a few months. And I wasn't prepared that these kids look at me as a role model. Mm -hmm. I thought I would just be some guy, give them some polte, <laughs> walk out, and, like, they do their polte and come back, get some more polte next time. Right. But I mean, there's already been, you know, cases of like where I identified that this kid was being bullied at his real school. That's exactly I had what I was to, saying, yeah. I, you know, we had to go take care of that. And there's a couple other stories that I want to don't want to get into. Mm, but yeah. um, it's I, I didn't know that that would be a role that like that we're we're going to be providing. And and then it, it, you're like the word is humbling. You're like, it's, oh my god, right? And you're bonding <coughs> with these children through the music and that trust that you're saying yeah. that you're going to be able to have insight that a normal teacher or even a parent may not have. Absolutely. Maybe I want to yeah, share yeah, a small yeah, story about my, myself, <coughs> especially I'm teaching tabla. The very important thing that I learned early on uh, since I've been teaching for the last 25 years, there was a, one of the students I had, he's a physician, he was learning classical raga with me. Then he had seven-year-old son, which I did not know he was having autism. Mm. So working with this uh, little boy of age seven up to age 14 now, he's seven, you know, he's 14 years now. And his parents have told me two things that with his autism, he loves tabla and he loves tennis. Mm. And he's excelling on both of those uh, kind of things that he has been learning. And I can see it like, you know, having him teach paltas, kaida and the tihai, Peshkar, he gets it so quick, and I am mm. kind of surprised at how this uh, phenomenon works. Yeah, you know. So that was just uh, one of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So this this project, um, hmm. I, I guess you took it on tour, like in the yes. U.S. and the U.K. And right. Yeah. So tell us about that. Well, this is an amazing story. So, <laughs> in 2010, I went to India on a Fulbright for a year. And my focus on my Fulbright was was on music and its impact on street children and how particularly Indian classical music might be used as a modality to 
really work with uh, children who don't have access to the arts or music education. And so I, I one of the programs uh, that I looked at was at Manav Sadhana, which is an NGO based at the Gandhi Ashram in Ahmedabad. Mm -hmm. And they were training uh, 12, uh, 16, sorry, 16 kids from the slums uh, neighboring the ashram to uh, develop a dance drama that would um, portray the life of Gandhi. And so these kids uh, were getting training uh, with Darpanov Dance Academy, which is one of the great dance academies in India, on, on how to prepare this dance program. And so I worked closely with those kids for almost seven months, like with, with Nemo Patel, who kind of oversaw the project. And then in 2012, we, Project Ahimsa, the group that I was working with in San Francisco, we helped raise over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars with a group of other people to bring wow. these kids on tour to the uk and the u.s wow. and these kids mm -hmm. had never been on a plane before right let alone you know literally leaving their city or their slum and uh those kids now uh in 2012 so it's been seven years uh i just got an update this week on these kids and um i think 10 of them are now finishing college oh my god uh and going on to two of them are looking to get their master's degrees or starting a master's program. So and these this are is kids, out of the slums. These are out of the slums. And I visited all the homes of these kids. And I mean, the, the, despite the deplorable conditions in which they were living, their families were so dedicated. Their homes were so beautiful internally and the way mm. they supported one another. And their parents were like, this program, this dance program is going to get our children out of you know, this situation. Uh, and you know the money we raised didn't just help to support the tour; it also helped fund their private school educations because we got them into good schools wow. in Ahmedabad. And you know, again, these are kids who never in their families had anyone finished high school. Mm. Now they're going; some of them are going to college and going onwards to you know higher studies. Now, what's really exciting is we have another tour that we're funding now that's going to be coming to Redondo Beach in May. Oh. Uh, it's called the Jay Jagat Tour. So they've identified another group of, six, of 16 kids, and they're all, they've been preparing a dance drama for the last year and a half, and they're also going to be touring the UK and the US starting in a few weeks. So Project Ahimsa is funding and supporting that pro project as well. And we've, I think we've already crossed $130,000 supporting that tour, and their goal is 200 some thousand dollars to get these kids the visas and the support to come on this tour. And so this is exciting. This is like yeah. a continuation of the first tour, which was a, which was to a remarkable success. These wow. kids went all over the U.S. Um, you Congratulations know. to you, man. Yeah. Well, thank, well, it's not. It, thank you. I I feel just you're, that's like, to be part of it. I mean, you're saving you're work. saving lives. Saving lives. Well, I, I I again, I think music is a is a vehicle to get kids the additional support they need to succeed in life. I, I'm not saying all these kids should just become pure musicians. What I'm saying yeah. is if music and art can lead to them getting a proper education, getting access to good health care, nutrition, those are the outcomes that are that music helps enable. You know, So that's been exciting. That's, Project that's Ahimsa really is inspiring. Thing. Thank you. Well, it's, um, it's been inspiring to be part of it. I mean, my dad saw the kids. He saw the first tour. At yes, yeah, it's it called the Katva, amazing, the Katva yeah. tour. Mm. Yeah, we went to Washington, D.C., that was the closest because they were touring all across U.S. <coughs> in the big uh, cosmopolitan. So just amazing to see how they carried out the whole show with the dance and the music and everything else. And the, the audience was roaring, you know, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. just great. Yeah. So, and they must love it. Oh, they're yeah. eating pizza. They, yeah. they went to Disneyland. <laughs> the, oh, you know, Disneyland. And every city we went to, we didn't stay in hotels. 
they intentionally stayed at people's homes. So yeah. they had a real life experience of being inside people's homes mm -hmm. that, you know, were supporting the tour. And then they, in each city, they did an interaction with other kids who were suffering from homelessness. Oh oh so in San Francisco, we, we brought kids from the Tenderloin together with, uh, with the kids for a day of lunch. So they could talk to one another about the hardships that they face in terms of displacement, housing, um, you know, uh, all the issues that kids who are in the streets deal with. And here in L.A., we, we connected them with YOLA, the Youth Orchestra of L.A., and they did oh, a day of music yeah. where the kids performed for them. And then the YOLA Orchestra, which are also young children, performed for them. And many of those kids are coming uh, from some of the poorest parts of, this, of the city. And so they got to see what urban poverty is like around the world. Wow. Yeah. This is... Um, if we can help in any way, let us know. We will. Yeah. I've actually, I've, I'm glad we're talking about <coughs> it because uh, the details, of, they're selling the tickets for this performance. It's going to be on May 14th in Redondo mm. Beach. Um, that's the only LA stop. Then they're going to their Chicago and then San Francisco. So, but I, we would, whoever's watching the podcast, so I'll send you the, yeah, yeah. there's a short yeah. video, the description of each of the kids. I mean, it's, it's so inspiring yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's make sure this one airs before May 14th. Yep. Possibly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I have noticed, especially after Robin's work with this uh, musical, you know, up in the Gandhi ashram. So when we go to s meet you know these kids as a parents you know they just pour loves on us like amazing wow. like you know one time about 70 80 kids were brought in just to see hey today's robin's parents are coming so we have to sing certain hymns <coughs> and all those things so yeah just just a wonderful you know and, and, and i also i heard that quite a few of those kids have become a music teacher as well yes oh, wow. yes yeah so i think they are carrying, so they're carrying the it forward well, the kids, yeah two of the kids from the, the first tour <laughs> are now mentors for this new group. And, you know, I, I don't, I, as rosy as it sounds coming to America, you have to understand this is like shock for these kids. You Absolutely. know, it's yeah, almost yeah. like they come from a complete world of lack of resources to coming to an op opulent place like yeah. the United yes. States and then seeing these homes that people live in. And it actually, we had to have, we hired counselors. So when they got back home that they could integrate all yeah. that information and not, you know, become depressed because yeah. it was very depressing in some ways it's like reverse culture culture shock they, yeah. they, and so you know anyway that was all part of the process of <coughs> helping them integrate this information and these experiences so that when they go back they can be successful yeah. uh, and some of them are mentoring now the next round of kids which is it's it's an amazing uh, story really is and i think Ma mano sadhana did really wonderful thing not just bringing these kids and let them perform but they also brought managers to keep them at the bay and educating them while they are there. So it's yeah. not like a yeah, yeah. get up in the morning and rehearsal and then just perform. Not let them That's run not wild. the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they had yeah. a lot of fun. They, they were getting not run, inspiring uh, thing, yeah. But there was a lot of thought put into I can, I can see. all of that. Yeah. How old were these children? Uh, they were, I believe they were, let's see, about seven to nine years old. Oh, wow, very young. Very young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, very I was young. thinking like early teens. No, well, they were very these young. were very young. Yeah, they're very young children. Yes, yeah, seven to nine. Maybe, and I'm, I, I wish I could remember exactly, but it's definitely between if, below the age of ten. Okay. I yeah. think you know. Still so now young. they're in college, like I said. So they're yeah. kind of so the fact that you planted that seed so early is probably right. what led Absolutely. to the success. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 <coughs> when I say we, I'm talking about really it's the work of this NGO. It must be Mano lots Sano. and lots of people. Mm. It doesn't. It's a huge family of people. Yeah. So how did you? Uh, um, I know that you said you started sort of music late in life. Yeah. Do you think that is a factor in in sort of your work in this education? I mean, because like 
when we when we learned at a young age, I started like at five. She started at seven. seven. Our our win our vision is so narrow. Yeah, you're just like I need to make this thing it, better. This the high needs to be better. Here, this has this to fit here. Has to be right. This sort has to be here. This la has to be here. We're just thinking like this. Right. Yeah. And and it was uh, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, we need to get our vision. Is like that we've only recently within the last year realized that like you know nobody cares that much <laughs> about like whether your high you is perfect. Sort, yeah. Yeah. They're they're like they're. The music is a much bigger thing because for that's them. That's a great way of thinking about it. Well, well, I think you're already thinking about it. Well, <laughs> I, just to to correct you, it wasn't that I learned music late in life. I learned Indian classical music right, late right. in life. I started. I mean, my dad. You yeah. can chime. When 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 did I start piano lessons? How old yeah, was I? You were six and a half. I would yeah. say. Yeah, just getting into the first grade admission. Right. So, so that is the time we introduced you with the classes, uh, private l- lessons with some yeah. lesson, you know some teacher. And she's the one who planted all the seeds, I think, reading those, you know, flashcards and all those things, you know, simple things. Mm. And then mm. come home and practice, you know. And I still remember one time, you know, as Robin would say, I would not do practice, I'm not going to do this. And then my wife was used to tell him that, okay, if you don't practice, no food today. Oh. You have to go hungry. <laughs> that's, oh. that's and that, those are the kind of things. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, you know, I credit my parents for, you know, they came... To the United States and like, and then to Canada and struggled, you know, like many immigrant parents. But they've had the foresight to believe in music, you know, yeah. and that the importance of that. So, I my earliest memories are actually sitting with my dad, uh, listening to Bollywood records yes, too, yeah. even earlier than five. I mean, yeah. we yeah. always had. You the were cassettes. always investing yeah, money into reel-to-reel cassettes cass- and uh, vinyls. Yeah, of course, yeah, vinyls. Yeah. And so That's like my dad, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, and so music was always a part of my childhood. In fact, childhood. those are his records on I mean, our wall. I love the vinyls. That There's we so stole. many behind, the, behind yeah. them. We had to hide a bunch of them because the kids started throwing them. <laughs> well, yeah, we saved them. <laughs> but uh, we stole all those vinyls from my dad. Oh, hey, they're gems. And I have my dad's old vinyls as well, I think. But but the point is that I... I, I, I did piano, then middle school. I was a, an alto saxophone player. Oh, wow. I did marching I band in high school. I, I was in the jazz band. I was in concert band. I mean, I, I knew everything that I could possibly know uh, about Western music, <laughs> reading, writing, uh, and, and performing, uh, and improvising uh, through all these you know, school bands right. that I was part yeah. of. You know? But it wasn't until well after college that I took my first proper tabla lesson with yeah. Shapanda, and that was in 2001. Wow. And, you know, that's late 20s is when I took my first proper sit-down. This is Tala. Right. This is Tintal. I didn't know what Tintal was until probably age 27 or 8. Of course, yeah. Um, and even we listened to all this music. My dad, we didn't have formal training, and, like, I didn't know what a Tihai was until right. I was age 28. I mean, I didn't really know what well, that was. you don't need was. to know it, what it is to You just need it. to experience it. You just it. need to experience it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a formal grammar, there's language. And then yeah. I also have to say, when I did start studying Tabla, I had this naive notion that, oh, how hard could this possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Uh, so I... So I remember, like, <laughs> when I was five or six, and like, or, and I would see Ustadji's recordings, I would, I'd be like, all right, if I can just get to that one thing, then I'll be like set, <laughs> I'll be set. And then you know, by age thirteen or whatever right. it is, you figure out that thing, and there's twenty five more things yes. after that, and yes. then after those twenty five things, there's a thousand. Um, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. <laughs> it, it's a limitless ocean of of information, and, yeah. it, and it becomes even more humbling. We keep using the word humbling because I think we know this music is humbling. Yeah. Yeah. But and I think that's, what the, I mean, all um, the greats do that. Like the higher even they get, they're like, oh my God. You know, right. while we are talking about the age of learning, especially when we say earlier is the best, you know, and basically, you know, probably f- 
five and a half, six, seven years is a good time for learning. And I have heard that even the, one of the maestro have said that, you know, who makes the musicians? I think the parents are making the musicians. Yeah. Because the parents are the ones supposed to initiate that, instilling the idea and taking right. the small children to the guru or the teacher yeah. and let yeah. them experience. Exactly, that was my, yeah. that's my, my father yeah. took me. Yeah. That's right. It's everything. I think <coughs> the role of the parent, and now that I'm a parent, now I'm seeing that responsibility and I, I want that exposure. But, you know, back yeah. to the original question about, well, you know, being open-eared, excuse me, it, I think don't having all that Western training, what's that? Don't break it. Don't break it. Uh, <laughs> you know, having all that exposure to Western music early on, jazz and marching yeah. band, and all the, you know, the standards of, of what you learn in concert band format um, made me really get into things like, you know, my, my dad loved Elton John records. You know, we had, those early records are mostly like, we have Elton John, we have Led Zeppelin, we have the Beatles. Awesome. I listened to all that stuff before I really got into Indian classical wow. music. Yeah. And so when I first heard Tabla, uh, I heard a recording of Zakir Hussain once, uh, I think, in high school, and I was like, well, this is interesting. And it was very classical, but it still felt very foreign to me. Mm. Um, and we would go to bhajans and do kirtan and all that stuff yes, at the yeah. mandir, and I got exposed to it. Um, but it wasn't until, and I brought this, uh, it wasn't until um, I heard this uh, album, uh, Talvin Singh's OK, and I think it's 2000. Oh, that's the original 2000. cassette. This is the original cassette. I found this in a bin in Chapel Hill uh, as a promotion. They were giving these away for free in the record shop. Wow. Uh, so I picked this up, and then I put it in the cassette player, and I think it's, it's, it's Butterfly that I heard for the first time when I heard Tabla recorded and presented in a way that made sense to me. Yeah wait a minute, this is this classical instrument that I, is kind of a boring instrument that I heard in budgeons and with my parents, mm. and now I'm hearing it in this way with electronics. It really triggered something powerful in me. I mean, really, I was like, wow. I have to learn how to do that. I want to hear, I want to be able to do something like this one day in my life. And so that was the seed which really kind of led to finally finding a teacher. But even from 2001, uh, you know, when I first started taking a lesson, with with Shapanda, it took years, you know. So to I find mean, that. you kind of said it pretty lightly, like finding a teacher. This is not some guy you found at your local. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. found one of the greatest tabla players in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that is a, it's not like some uh, guy that teaches off to the side, you yeah. know. <laughs> and that too was a remarkable story of how I came to be with Shapanda, and it, yeah. I think we all find our gurus and i do believe there's a deep spiritual thing there yeah there's it, a I, th I think that's all pre-planned yeah. like it's that connection is it, happening right. before we're born and and but you don't know that when yeah. you're on the quest you know no, and you and and it is a quest and i didn't know that it would change my life in such dramatic ways i mean i never thought i would be sitting here talking about music when i was in high in college i mean i was on track yeah. to being pre-med and i yes right. yeah i remember you know robin has been highly you know successful with the biochemistry english great college you know always make it but the the music we gave him some some way inspired him on his on his own. And I remember speaking with uh, Swapanda one time, sitting with him uh, when they had a concert in Carnegie Hall, and Robin was there. So Swapanda told us, you know, we are parents. We we want to make sure our kids prosper in the you know in their endeavor in the study that they have done. Yeah. And me and my wife we are saying, you know, what is he doing really with the tabla? And then Swapanda told us that. Robin is my son also. So please let him learn and you will see he will prosper. So I think wow. that was the wow. belief that parents has to, <coughs> you know, make uh, believe in their kids. Let them have their own wings and they can fly and they can do the things. Yeah. That's, um, a, yeah. that's a very big thing of you. Yeah. 
<laughs> the trust yeah. that he gave. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. It, I feel very lucky. I have two sets of parents, you know, and yeah. through Shapanda and, and the family at the Ali Akbar College of Music and, and then my own parents, yeah. you know. And so, um, but, you know, when I heard this, 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 I think, triggered a lot for me because of the fact that it was, he, he covered a lot of ground, uh, you know, hip hop to electronics to classical to, um, you know, strings and orchestral music. Absolutely, and yeah. and right. those are things that were always in me. <coughs> and then still till today, you know, I don't consider myself a pure classical tabla player. I mean, I, I do the best I can with the knowledge and I try to do as much classical accompaniment and yeah. solo performance. But uh, I have to be honest, I really enjoy taking tabla out of that and doing fun things with it that are yeah. a little bit pushing the boundary. And I'm a, and, and Shapanda has been very supportive of that, which I think is also says a lot about him, you know, yeah, being yeah. at Cal Arts and, you know, pushing uh, students of all different musical genres to do experimental things with tabla. Right. Which, I mean, I think, yeah, I think like sometimes we put things in like bins that this is classical, this is jazz, yep. this is hip hop, this is to us. And, and I mean, this comes from our teachers. It, it's music. Music and like music. good music is good music and bad <laughs> music, music is, is bad music <laughs> and they don't care what the genre is that's yeah. right and they 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 jump around too like my yeah. teacher's done um, like you know jumps around genres all the time yeah, her, mine too, yeah. her does as well um and and so that it's it's kind of like you know when deeply religious people can look at everyone and just go like oh we're all from the same thing yeah so the the great musicians do that as well they're just like this is just music and um yeah, so I, I don't think you taking a classical solo and putting it on an electronic hip-hop track is anything, like, uh, you know, abnormal. Right. Or like, it's, if it fits, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> well, and <coughs> fits. <laughs> but also on that point, I think, uh, you know, as I said earlier, when I first came to Tabla, I had this naive notion, oh, I mean, how hard could this be? I mean, you know, it's small drums, you play some stuff. And, you know, I had taken one lesson somewhere in my travels, uh, and it was like, you know, just learning to, to recite some of the bowls. Right. And so in this first class at the Aliyah College of Music, they asked me, so are you a beginner or are you intermediate? And I was like, I'm intermediate. I mean, I'm Indian. I mean, come on, this is my instrument. It's in my blood, man. Yeah, like, so I go to the intermediate class and I'm sitting there with all these students and I'm, I'm actually the only, you know, Indian person in there, Indian background person. And I'm like, oh, come on, this is like... And then they all start playing and reciting compositions, and they look at me like, "So, Robin, why don't you share what you know on tabla? <laughs> you know, let me show you. We'll show you what we're doing. Why don't you show us?" And I was like, quickly at that point realized that I I didn't know anything about this instrument. Mm. I tried to tap some notes and like, "Well, can you recite a composition?" I was like, "I don't know any compositions. I don't know anything." And they're like, "I think you need to go to the beginner class." And I was like, "I think you're right." So <laughs> I, I I literally walked out of the class. And I went down to the registration uh, office and said, "Can you put me in the beginner class?" And I started from scratch. Right. And I was with a disciple of Shapanda, Tim Witter, who's a phenomenal tabla player, and he's my first tabla teacher. I always give him credit because he taught me first. Yeah. And uh, he prepared me for a couple years before I auditioned for Shapanda's class. And, uh, you know, so he was my very first tabla teacher, and he's a longtime dedicated student of Shapanda. Um, and uh, then I started with <coughs> Shapanda, you know, and then I kept going. And even since then, I've studied with Randy Gloss. Uh, who's a sh uh, who's teaches at Cal Arts? Who's Shapanda's top disciple there, and then uh, Debashish Chowdhury, who you well, know, who's here. Nephew, yeah. yeah, and I study with all these teachers who are um, his students. Yeah, you know, and I'm still learning. I mean, it's like it's oh, it's so stops. hard. 
yeah. <laughs> to, to even make make uh, make progress sometimes. Um, I will yeah. uh, share this small story, especially for Robin. While he was so beginning, learning up in San Francisco in a San Rafael. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, we we had some musicians coming to North Carolina from Mumbai and uh, Baroda and all those things, you know, just to perform here. And they would have a tabla player, uh, you know, of course, in that uh, entourage. So when Robin would be in North Carolina and these uh, folks who are staying at our home performing all across, and those tabla players really got connected with Robin because, you know, they were amazed that this American kid is learning tabla yeah. so well and all <laughs> that thing. So, And he would get some of uh, lessons and things like that from this uh, you know, expert tabla player coming from India. Oh, so wow, those are great. another exposure mm -hmm. he had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we've helps. been listening to Robin speak a little bit. Let's let's hear one of his tracks, and then oh we yeah, can talk about one? it after we listen yeah, to it. Let's listen that. to "This Is the Love Between Us," and this this uh, will have a, a good story afterwards too. Okay, let's listen to it. All right, I'm just gonna. Oh, cool. Pause. Take a little pause. And we're back. And that was uh, this is the love between us, right? Yes. Uh, so tell us about this project. Well, the love this love between us is a forty-minute oratorio written by uh, Rena Esmail, who's a phenomenal composer who kind of definitely bridges the Western classical and the Indian classical. And she, um, this particular movement of this oratorio is number six, and it's uh, focused on Jainism. <laughs> Uh, Rina Esmail composed this oratorio <laughs> in response to the election in 2016. And each movement, there's seven movements of this oratorio, reflects a different religion of South Asia. Mm. So she does, uh, you know, Christianity, Islam, Sikhism, Zoroastrianism, uh, Jainism, Buddhism, uh -huh. um, Hinduism. And then I'm missing one. But anyway, there's seven. Okay. And so in this particular movement, which you just heard, uh, this is a translation of a Jain text. And it's a focus on nonviolence. And the, the lyrics are, if the mind is sinful, blamable, intent on works, acting on impulses, producing cutting and splitting, quarrels, faults, pains, if, if the mind injures living beings, if it kills creatures, then one should not employ such a mind in action. Wow. And it, this is a, a very ancient text. And who you're hearing here is this amazing choir called Tonality. This mm. is a track that's part of their new album. Uh, they they are addressing gun violence. And so this track is part of an entire album, and it's beautiful, and I highly encourage you guys to check it out. It's You can get it on iTunes. Uh, but yeah, uh, they it. recorded Siley Oak on vocals, and I'm playing tabla with the entire choir behind us, reciting uh, these lyrics from Janus, Jainism. So that must have been a really powerful experience. Yes, like. yes. And, and it, powerful because... I got to perform on all the movements uh, when this piece uh, had its West Coast premiere at the Walt Disney Concert Hall in November. That's wow. no small venue. That's no small <laughs> I mean, it that's was, the biggest venue. I would like. I can't even tell you. For me personally, it was like <coughs> a moment in in terms of everything I've worked on in tabla and everything. My whole life has been moved. I feel like finally got to come together on one night and at, on in the Disney Hall to play in that venue is like a dream. I've seen Zakir G yeah. play there. Yeah, of course. You know, but there was a hundred... Kamaljeet and I, I think uh, <coughs> that was our first sort of connection. It was at the yeah. Walt Disney really? Concert Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's We beautiful. went to see um, Gustavo Dudamel because I yeah. love his story and yes. where he came from his, and everything yes. he's about. So I was yes. like, oh, this is amazing. So wow. that place is very special. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is very special. Yeah, <laughs> my parents so were there. They congratulations came to, see the to you again. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I was very 
controlling your impulses for violence yeah and even that um, tempo like dun, dun, dun. yes right yes. like it's hitting you yeah and it, and it's 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 like you know it's between the stability of six and eight and i think mm. you feel this kind of tension and i love that rena used rupak in this particular yeah. movement yeah, but and, well, and it's not just that the fact that it's rupak it's it's rupak at that tempo at that tempo because if yeah. you were like thin, 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 da, thin, thin you're like relaxed right. and chill you know right and but, this is like in your face yes. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's aggressive and um and uh you know and, and then when you combine that with the rest of the movements some of them are very slow vilambit some of them are very fast some have no tabla at all yeah. and it creates an entire journey for the listener going through different religions saying the same thing which is we are all one mm -hmm. and i think that was the message of this love between us is yeah, the idea and we were that, just talking about that earlier yeah. before yeah the, yeah and that we are all one during that time of the gun violence It, right yeah. which is happening still it's yeah. still happening yeah. yes yeah. yes and I, tonality is a, using this particular movement as a as part of their performances now they and you have to remember the choir is mostly non-indian classically trained musicians right. they have to learn the language uh much of the is text here oh, wow. is in so english but some of them are in sanskrit, sanskrit. and 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 different uh, and telugu and and malayalam and, and things wow. like that so Very they have to difficult. pronounce the pieces correctly all the harmonics and all the things that are going into writing and orchestrating this it's for over a hundred musicians goodness uh western classical and and, and rena and did all of this rena wrote all of this music yeah in a period of a very short rapid period of time she was so uh you know um disturbed by what was happening in this country uh during the election period that she wanted to write something that spanned all the religions and trying to address that's really know, powerful it's very powerful yeah. yeah i love that it's it's not only just oh this is interesting music it's it's a social yeah, justice a social justice message yeah yeah that's i love that music can bridge all those gaps and bring them together and actually bring that message to everyone who wouldn't usually exactly. connect it that way yeah yeah and we all know the quality of Indian classical music is so healing. There's whether you're yeah, into, I mean, it its origins it's, are in spirituality. Like yeah. it right. was a form of prayer, prayer before yes. it was a form of entertainment. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, we forget that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, especially not having exposure to this uh, Western choir, I was totally blown away. Yeah, choir is just you know looking at uh, listening their rehearsal and then look at the the final performance. It was yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. I just to sit there and just keep enjoying it. I can imagine. I love yeah. choirs as well. They're yeah. just so powerful. Really, the the human voice. I yeah, mean, you know, I think that's yeah. one of the beauty, uh, the beautiful things of Western classical music too, is that it's also rooted in voice. I think you know, it's certainly North Indian classical music. You start with the voice. Yeah. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, so that's this piece. You know, thanks for sharing that with. Yeah, the, no, awesome. thanks for thanks you know, for doing it. I mean, yeah. it's it's important. We need work. pieces like this in the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think it, the 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 commit it's being commissioned now all over the place, and it's being performed widely, and it's it's going to 
it's going to have a life of its own. I'm telling you, like the concert was sold out in Disney Hall. It got wow. a long standing ovation and it was the the power of the music on people. I'm still getting people talk, telling me like that was one of the most moving things I've experienced in a long time, you know, and I one, think one uh, of the amazing thing that I came out of once this was performed at the Disney Hall and those conductor and they, they were saying that today we are talking about this thing just in the present, give another 200, 300 years and this piece will be one of the most major and important throughout the world. Wow. That was um, I could not believe it when I heard that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. And this was with the LA Master Chorale. Uh, Grant Gershon is the artistic director and it was, you know, their group that decided we want to we want to feature this piece of music in our season, which is also like kind of courageous of them. Yeah, you know, very. They, they're typically doing, you know, very classical Bach and, yeah. you know, yeah. all the stuff that we normally think of when we think of choir music mm. rooted in, in the church. This is going across all religions, yeah. you know, and so it, it was pretty, pretty amazing of them to to do this. It's, and, a, it's a great work yeah. of interfaith. It's, a, it's exactly like it's relevant to our culture and yeah. country. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's that's amazing. You're like. You should be very proud to be part well, of Congratulations to the whole team. Yeah, yeah. the whole team. Thing. And really hats off to Rena, um, yeah. who, you know, I'm sure you'll get to meet sometime. Yeah, I'd love, love to. to yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did you, so in Tabla, like how did they, did did you write your parts or did she write your part? Like how does that work? Great because question. we have a different language. Yeah, no, they, she wrote, in fact, I brought the score with me. Uh, this is the oh, wow. actual score. I mean, to show it to people, but the whole thing is, is written out and you'll even see like Tabla. You know, here's rest, but then here's a tihai. She's actually written out the tihai. Oh, okay. um, and, you know, this is so all of us kind of know what we're supposed to play. But you can also see, like, for Tabla, she just said improvise. These are all the little, these little hash marks. Say, uh, we're in a tala, but you can play what you want. Yeah. Uh, meaning keep to the teka, but maybe also improvise. Embellish the yeah. yeah, which was also really beautiful. On on certain things, she wrote the tihai, so the whole choir would sing the tihai. So it was that. Um, or the rhythm. But I mean, like, so but, so can you give me an example yeah. of one of the tihais? Because yeah, I can't like, read that. <laughs> lines and squiggles, yeah, my friend. It looks like little ants. Spot, you know? <laughs> or, I mean, <laughs> any... You know... Uh, I mean, we can make one up. Like, sure. So oh, if, one that you remember. So is she just giving you, like... Like duck 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 duck. So then, but then it's up to you whether you want to go like da 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 Or yeah. I could do. I could. So you could do it like twelve different ways. Yes, you can do exactly. And they were not super complicated tihais. I mean, it was actually what was nice about this concert. I'll be honest, is I was prepared for this. I could handle this. This was when I say handle, I mean I think she even told me she's like Robin. There, we're not looking to bring in the most, you know, intricate, we need this to be something people can understand. You yeah. know? And she'd actually gone through a number of other tabla players and she said that it didn't work out because they just didn't understand that you have to be in deference to the score. Yeah. In Western music, it's about being in deference to the composer and 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 we need you to be almost like really in communion with all of us. Whereas in, in Indian classical music, you just bring the best tabla player in there it can actually dominate and 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 overpower the entire feeling of the the community that you're building through right. the music. Yeah. So that I thought that was really interesting because I was like, that is me personally. That's how I believe in music collaboration. And yeah. secondly, yeah. I was saying, watching here on the parents' point of view, I think it's very very important to let the children learn the Western music as well. Yeah, because yeah. If they understand the the writing part of it and composition. 
they will be a better tabla player they will be better santur player yeah they will understand the whole concept behind it. well and that's also the other criteria that that rena said she went through a number of tabla players that couldn't read music and she said that that's also not going to work yeah we Thank need you to be able to, to to be able to read this and be able to to play what's on the the page right. while also having some freedom i mean i'm telling you it's very unique as a composer right now uh, like her to be out there doing this she's actually writing music that f- works within the hindustani and carnatic forms of music but are written down yeah uh in fact zakir ji i think i believe has worked with her to transcribe his tabla solos into western classical notation wow. so that it can be used in different formats like this because that's the currency that you need yeah. to play mm-hmm. with western music and that's yeah. why i think indian music and western music haven't had a lot of intersection yeah, yeah i mean or if it has it's not worked very well it hasn't worked that great i mean there have been examples philip glass ravi shankar of course yeah. uh, right. and they have written things or they had people transcribe things yeah but not that much and certainly not in this rising new you know era of music and so this was a really yeah. interesting project not just musically but the whole way of no that's i mean that's i mean it's a deficit that we have we are um, we feel like it she, whenever she, we do she worked, sessions she worked on the session for the, the disney's jungle book and, ah, and yeah. the composer was in the studio and he just Wait, like jotted some yeah, stuff can down you, can you draw yes. this and then he can handed her the paper and, like, and then uh, Neil, we were like uh these look like ants to us can you someone just and sing so it Neil, to me we were like neelam jeet come over <laughs> just here sing, sing. sing it sing it right. <laughs> yes and then like, okay, got it. sang it then you got it then yeah with amrita you had a project for the society same thing she wrote it all out it was all and then we were like so that was a project with she was on heart i just had to remember it all yeah so i heard the recordings it was like five minutes four or five five minute pieces i just had, had to, to remember because i couldn't read i used yeah. to be able to read when i was in high school because i learned silver flute and then i don't know th- i don't know if i didn't get the right teacher i was just like oh this isn't uh, i'd like to do it more but if you don't practice don't, it every day i mean i, I didn't practice every day it's, I wasn't reading. Feeling it's like it. it's a whole way of so I f- yeah. if i wish i'd ca- i wish i'd carried on just so, so i could and then we be have a better this, musician yeah, we have this yes. project Uncle that we're G doing said. with the string quartet um chris votek is on it. oh chris votek love and so we're it's a, it's going to be a deficit like you right. know we have to just come up with our own translation language right. but uh, it's something we wish we, we wish we, we want to work yeah. on <laughs> well i think that again the credit goes to my dad i mean yeah. early on getting those piano <clears throat> lessons uh and reading music and you know my son now he's 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 in music classes uh western classical music uh western music notation i, I want him to be able to read and write western music and play piano before yeah. he gets into tabla or any of this yeah. sort of stuff but again that's me i mean you know other people are like no you know you should I just start so just no i mean i i would encourage the same for my daughter does like, she you know. does he go to oh, sorry point of view, yeah. especially here in the u.s and abroad wherever you know let let your students also learn whatever they're learning in the school so they can you know have a they can acquire the knowledge of how to write and compose the music yeah absolutely you know, i have some many times my parents you know would ask us that oh my son is learning with you this uh, raga and all the thing but should he can or she continue learning piano and i would always encourage them yes keep that thing going on so this they will have a both side of the best yeah yeah you were going to ask something does he uh, your son is learning in a one to one context or a, a group context cuz he's pretty young at the moment it's pretty young he's doing a group group lessons at the Colburn school and he takes uh he's been there for two years now so oh, he's wow. been taking uh exploring the keys right now and we we've recently got a piano in the house which has been amazing it just mm. changed the whole energy of our house uh 
uh, and he's learning to write. He can write music now. Like he can write a quarter note, eighth note, half note, and then he wow. can hit sticks and play what is on the page. That's awesome. And to me, that's been like amazing to witness. Like he literally will write notes and he'll say, Dada, play this. And I'll play it oh. wrong intentionally. And he'll be like, Dada, that's wrong. Oh. I was like, good. So he's correcting me and he, he, can, he, can, he can clap and read what's on the page. That's, super that's now, amazing. But I will say there's nothing like the power of oral traditions. Like, you know, when we learn our music. Yeah, all right, we, it's very different. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, in some ways, it's better because you're really using your ears. You know, there's, yeah. there's a deficit that comes from learning to read pages, which is you don't learn to get off the page. And many Western musicians suffer from that. They can yeah. play extraordinarily well on the page, but they cannot improvise. And I think that the, the balance there, yeah. like in my ideal vision, and I hope one day I'm watching this and this all comes to be, but I'd love <laughs> for my son to be a, a jazz pianist, for example, like to, to be able to improvise and know like how to comp chords and read music, but then also get off the page and make his own music. Like yeah. to me, that would be the dream um in terms of if in terms of his piano training like if i was because yeah. that's what i never got i i was in jazz band but i never got to a place where i could understand exactly how to improvise on all the scales yeah off the page you know i had to be told what to play and i think whereas in tabla it's yes you learn grammar but a lot of it you is improvising yeah, and feeling improvise, and when yeah. you, but you get taught to do that so it depends you get on taught, your teachers right it totally yeah. depends on your teachers yeah. so i'm i feel like I've, i'm glad i got it through tabla finally yeah you know? right it, because the thing about the Western system is you need to read and write music at such a level uh, that you need to know the, 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 all the scales in modes in and out so yeah. that you can understand where to go from where to what. But it has to be done through written notation. Yeah. So I, I think it's challenging. You have to find good teachers. And I, again, even in any form of music, finding yeah. that teacher yeah. is, is the quest. Yeah. yeah. Man, wish we would live near him. Wish Mark could go to yeah. classes you can find with him. Stuff here. I mean, there's you know, there's great teachers everywhere. You look around. I yeah. Think. yeah, you know, he's lucky though. I think that's one of the benefits of where I work now, the Colburn School, which is they start kids at seven months old. So he started at age two, uh, but they have seven month old uh, children classes in music. It's totally called early <laughs> childhood music, and that's such a critical time for brain development, as we know. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, and, you know, in the beginning, it's very basic. They just learn, you know, just rhythm and movement. But now he's already playing uh, little orf instruments and xylophones. Uh, and then today he has class. He is exploring the keys ca class. So they sit at the piano and they learn to play hot cross buns. And then they also have to do different activities around, you know, when the tempo increases, you move this way. And when you hear a triplet, do this. And, you know, it's like it's really interesting how they, they train the students at a young age so that by age five, they can choose piano, violin, uh, oh, or they can do recorder or they can do an instrument where <laughs> they learn. I used to learn recorder when I was in primary school. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah recorder is a great thing, you know, controlling your breath. I also yeah. learned, you know, recorder and that led to saxophone for me, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. There's so many ways in music to go. I don't think there's one I right think, way. I think, you know, that music has survived throughout the humanity and it's progressing. And I think uh, the new generation has to be taught and given an opportunity of keep learning. Yeah. I have two daughters and one of them has been trumpeter, one is a flutist, of course Ravin started with a saxophone up in the school. So and they keep adding whatever the creativity they can bring in their lives. Yeah. That's so amazing, Uncle G, that you've encouraged your children because there's not a lot of older generations that gave yeah. um importance to this side of culture and knowledge yeah. and music. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so. that, 
why, why, how did you know to do that? That's yeah. my question. Well, I think was it your own musical? Well, I, I think in my own situation, of course, I was given a chance to learn at age 11, and I really loved the tabla harmonium, and at the same time learned the Bollywood singing when I was growing up. So music has been really in my backdrop, no matter where I was throughout. And when the kids start coming in, so we thought, well, you know, we got to give them something. Yeah. Because it's very important. That's only the notion I had. I never really made it, oh, I have to give them. Yeah. But because I knew the importance of it and the joy it gave me, I thought that would be a good component for the, for my children to have. Wonderful. That wow. Yeah. That's very uh, a big vision that you had. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Thanks, Dad. I mean, I, that's why I'm glad he was able to come today. I was yeah. like, Dad, you got to be part of this conversation. I'm so I can. glad to be here even in, in this podcast. I would say you've never expected to be here. <laughs> it's <laughs> wonderful that you're here because absolutely, we get both sides of the stories. Of yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. So let, let's, there's, a, there's another side of Robin, which is, uh, I think we alluded to it earlier, is like the, the, technical, the t- uh, electronic music side. Um, which was the something you have a project called Sadhubas? Yeah, Sadhubas. Yes. So let's listen to one of uh, a Sadhubas track right now. And we're back. So that was uh, Sadhubas, the track called Railways. Railways. Um, that was really cool. So it's another side of Robin. Um, we've run out of time here on the Dash Radio Show. So Robin, why don't you tell the people where they can find you yeah. and your work? Well, you can find me at uh, Tabla Pusher. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, Tabla Pusher, and oh, then tablapusher.com cool. is my website, and I'm always pushing Tabla, so it's pretty. That's a perfect name. <laughs> yeah, it's pushing me actually. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you guys can find us at uh, absolutefocus.co, and our, you'll find all our social media and all that stuff there. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for being here. Yeah, um, be here. but now, so now we can talk a little bit longer for the podcast, which is so. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Sadhubas? Yeah, well, Sadhubas is me and my dear friend Amit Mehta, and we met in um, elementary school in North Carolina. Oh wow! Uh, we met through trading video games. We we both had Commodore sixty four computers, and we would meet at Garba and at different <laughs> Indian functions. <laughs> and while the parents were in doing the, the, the nice thing. stuff, we were outside throwing rocks at each other and playing hide-and-go-seek and then talking about video games. Uh, and so we became f- dear friends. Uh, we went to Chapel Hill together for college. And we, we've always just been into electronics and technology and, and video games and music. I mean, he, he's an int- a very talented producer and DJ and, and at Scratch, he, he, had, he, he had Technique 1200s in, high sc- in college. So he was the first person to start scratching that I ever met. And then uh, he encouraged me to get into music production. And so I bought an MPC 2000 uh, Akai sampler. Uh, I, I cost, remember, we, my dad was yes, there. We yeah. found it on a classifieds ad and we went to go buy it. It was a used uh, electronic uh, you know, drum sampler. we bought this thing is huge uh and you know that is the classic machine that dr dre used to produce the chronic i mean that the whole album is written off of this machine so amit was like dude you got to get this machine this thing is i don't we don't know how it works or what it does but apparently it produced this album and so why don't we get one (laughs) i got one and i I taught myself how to use that thing uh it, it used floppy disks Oh. Uh, and then eventually Sweet. it upgraded a zip drive and then i had a jazz drive i remember all those yes yes jazz <laughs> so um i would lug this thing around in fact i even uh took it to india if you can believe that yeah. uh I, I, I so while i was doing tabla and all this stuff I, i've been 
I've been dabbling in electronic music with my friend Amit, who was always like, yo, man, try, try this thing. Let's just get together. Let's hang out. Let's make beats. We moved to San Francisco together. Uh, both of us worked in the dot-com, uh, you know, that era of time in, in the late 90s. And then um, we just kept making music. And basically, his wife is a filmmaker, uh, and so we scored her first film using this machine. Uh, and so Sadubas was born out of all of that. We decided to name ourselves. We call ourselves the Sadus of bass. The Sadubas. Awesome. So, you know, it's kind of a fun thing. And, you know, he's got two kids. I've got a, Wait, I've got why a kid. Why wouldn't it be Sadu bass? Well, <laughs> we've, we, I don't know. It, that was a good question. It, we didn't want an extra S at the end. Sadubas, if you look at it, it kind of looks like a, like a mirror. Okay palindrome right, right if right. you put an extra s it just looks kind of weird so we were like <laughs> sadu boss and it's kind of our thing <laughs> anyway now what you heard here is our first the first track that we've ever actually mastered and mixed and properly released it, it's the only track currently that exists we're working on an ep oh but you guys have done shows i mean we've done, we've done, done a lot tons of shows, of shows. We've, yeah. we love improvising now what we use is ableton we we combine ableton with classical tabla uh, and then lots of lots of breaks from Bollywood music and beats and stuff. And we just, you know, we, we everything that influences us, us, including Tribe Call Quest, uh, including, you know, DJ Shadow, uh, Dr. Dre, all these artists that yeah. are huge heroes for us, Talvin Singh, yeah. we throw it into our music. It influences. You can hear a little bit of all of that in our music. I mean, if Actually, you listen... Ravina has also been uh, invited by Ableton to conduct some of the workshops in yeah. Mumbai. Yes, oh, yes. Wow. I, uh, yes, that's right. So Ableton is, you know, this amazing software yeah, yeah, yeah. that allows you to improvise. I think what's beautiful about Ableton is it's, it's totally liberating. You know, you don't have to know a lot about music to make great music out of it. Uh, and the, the, po the power of the software is insane. I mean, you can take anything that you hear off of YouTube or an MP3, cut it up, throw it into this kitchen sink software and loop things, manipulate them, and then uh, record things. And it's just fun. You know, and one of the best things about Ableton is now they have this uh, codec uh, API called Link. So two or more... Uh, devices running Ableton can communicate with each other in real time in BPM and meaning, you know, beats per minute and, and, and just in complete with no latency. So you can, wow. you can play music together with, with phones and dropping beats. And so Amit and I will get on stage sometimes with our phones and just play things that we like. And, and, and everything you heard here was actually produced in Ableton. Wow. wow. So That's it's really a, cool. This is the, this is the fun side <laughs> of like what I think about music is how do you take yeah, all the things that you're hearing and, create something new and especially yeah. in our context it's not really talked about a lot no it's not um no. like because we grew up in the indian classical world but it's a skill that we are all like learning yes right um like Raginder was in here like you know we all talk yeah we all talk about it and we're all doing it yeah we all um, have some degree of it yeah but it's not talked about it's not talked about <laughs> it's not talked about because you know we all have great respect for yeah. the elders and we do respect our classical roots but yeah, yeah we don't you know the nice thing about tabla there's no plug you know you it's an analog instrument yeah. you just play it you know, Ableton requires booting up your software and getting yeah. your mouse ready yeah. and get your Bluetooth working. I mean, you know, it's like it's nice to have things that are not digital, but it's also nice to have things that are digital. So is there, um, <laughs> so Komozi has been experimenting with uh, like loop stations yeah. in live scenarios. Yes. Um, we did a gig with Ginger and we used her pedal. It was hard to And it was hard. Crunch, I had to push all it. The time right. we were so it, do you know of, right. a, I mean, right. we're, yeah. do you know of a gesture? So I, I've been looking like of a gesture based. Uh. Like, so that as she's playing Sindhur, she can just she be can like, ding, and then, like, that'll yeah, loop what she just played. Thing. Oh, man. You know, uh, I, I saw some experimental ones, but we haven't found the right one yet. 
I wish I could tell you I know of one. I don't yet. But I will say I, um, I have seen some pretty successful usages of that. But I still think it hasn't quite matured. Yeah, because the ones not, I saw were experimental. It's There's nothing quite on the market that... I mean, there's certainly foot-triggered ones. Like, maybe you can yeah. use your knee to tap something, but yeah, it's still it clunky. clunky. It's, di- it's difficult because it, it, the sutur is on her right, knees, right? right. I have to, I, it's easy if I stood up, but the sound changes. So when we did it with Ginger, I pushed the pedal, but, yes. you know, it's risky. Yeah, like, risky. I'd rather have her to... Yeah, you want to be in full control. You need to be yeah. in full control. Yeah. Un- un- unfortunately, right now, there's nothing that I know... Uh, I will look for you, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I we have about all that these myself. I, look, yeah. you're playing tablo with two hands, yeah. Yeah, and you want to be able to do something with with your foot. Well, luckily we can sometimes use our yeah. feet. You if can you're stand, standing up, yeah. but even you're not standing up, it's like when you use your knee, and then it really takes a lot of force to get yeah. that trigger. Yeah, and, uh, and you can miss. You could miss, and then it just didn't work. You yeah. know, so it's not easy to do. And I I don't think the gestural thing is quite mature enough yet, but it's yeah. getting there. I think it's coming. If it's yeah. not there already, yeah. Well, let's keep an eye on. Let's work together. Yeah, and figure something out. It's great out. to hear that you're. And you know, I'm not surprised. Like I said, we're yeah. all doing this stuff in yeah. our bedrooms. Well, it's our, it's our culture, isn't it? We're not fully Indian. Right. We yeah. We're not. We West. were here. Yeah. yeah we so we have to family. amalgamate us into what we do. In yeah, our absolutely, music. and I I think that's what keeps it interesting and fresh, and you know. But I also think you have to. I do practice tabla daily, and I do work on my kaidas, yeah. and I do go to class, and I try to, you know present classical music purely cla- which you guys do all the time which i have so much respect for because <laughs> you do it at such a high level i mean we were listening to your sequence performance on the way over it was gorgeous really. oh, thank you, you. Know, you guys are amazing uh but i love that you do the classical you really try to present things in the official you know these yeah. uh, traditional ways yeah. yeah it's our it's our roots like that's home that's home yeah. you know yeah, what i mean home. like when you go to your mom's house like <laughs> then the 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 thing that she made for dinner like that's home <laughs> that's home yeah. and uh, then all the other stuff is like that's also cool like you know sometimes you do want to go out to chinese for dinner right sometimes <laughs> you want pizza sometimes you want mexican yeah right so we so we're like sometimes we want hip-hop sometimes we want like like the strings sometimes we want like electronic um that's also like part of where we live yeah we we also had a lot of opportunity having him as a homecoming especially university of north carolina in greensboro has invited robin to conduct tabla workshop several times in the last four or five years he has also performed with the you know class a level uh, you know, uh, sitarist and you know, sarod player. Yeah. So it's always nice to have him come home yeah. and also do this classical thing. And yeah. our community yeah. is kind of amazed to see him on the stage. Robin's yeah. a great, uh, and then there's something we didn't really get to talk about today, but Robin's like the nicest guy on the planet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. Like, I've never met anybody that goes, Robin, <laughs> oh man, screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like has that ever happened? No. I hope my reputation I mean, has been all right. I mean, Indian, in, the, in the Indian classical yeah. world, everybody talks trash. Yeah, right? they do. It's just they what do. They do. And, and this happens time. in musicians and like so, you know any sort of entertainment industry. Yeah. Trash yeah, talking. Not just just Indian, yeah. It's all music. Yeah. Trash yeah. talking comes a little bit part of the game. Yeah. Right? yeah. But you are such a positive force. That means a lot, force. guys. Coming like, from you guys, you are also some of the kindest people I've ever met. You guys are lovely. I mean, I do my share of trash talking, but... <laughs> he does. Look, you know, I, I think... You, 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 you're such a positive guy, and like, we, we, uh, we enjoy spending time with hey, you. Hey, man, it's... Likewise, likewise. But I will say that, you know, that I've had... To, you know, in this music, you had to develop a bit of a t- tough skin. Yeah. Because the nature of oral traditions and learning tabla or any of these classical is that you're going to have a tough teacher. Yeah, you know, teachers are demanding. Oh, dude, they, I've, they, you, I've cried yes, like at age twenty. I, I have too. <laughs> I, I the letting down your guru is is one of those There's feelings nothing that nothing worse. can yeah. worse. Nothing worse. It's like your grandmother, you know, being upset with you or your mom, yeah. you know. And so, 
we've and you know you've also you you have to tolerate some of that that yeah. that criticism that yeah. can be tough and i think one of the detriments of western music right now is that, that there isn't it's very soft at times in the teaching okay. process. Now, I don't, I'm not advising the abuse <laughs> by any means. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not I wouldn't say that. I was ever abused. I think it's that our abuse. love, yes. our love is so strong right. that even if they were like, that's okay. Right. And you're like, crushing. oh my God, he just said I was just okay. okay. Oh, my. like you just tears just start flowing. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't that amazing that yeah. that, that is that level of I don't even understand. it's hard to put even words yeah. to what that how does that happen and what does that mean I yeah mean, it's tough. it's because it's, it's also our love yes right? yeah yeah and so when he just goes yeah that was all right and you're like oh my god he just <laughs> so, stabbed so, me in the heart <laughs> so, so this trash talking of which you speak is is part of the culture you yeah. Know? It, yeah there's a lot of just people putting others down. I don't think it's positive but yeah it's, I, uh, it's, it's I don't know what to make of it you know it's part to of it make is, yourself seem better you have to put somebody else down it all comes from Where's, insecurity okay yeah anyone who trash talks is coming from a place of insecurity yeah. I, I always have to remember that and I, even, I have to check myself yeah sure, I have to say sure. like you know what what about me like yeah, uh, so, so, so the way I and Neelam Jeet and I have sometimes have like deep conversations is is the where is this trash talking coming from it's just because he chose like an artistic approach. Let's say like you're accompanying, you're accompanying Kamaljeet and you yeah. played at the high and I would have played a different Tihai or whatever it may be, right? Uh, Rela or whatever. <clears throat> and it's, and I'm, and if, if it is trash talking, then it's just like, well, my artistic approach is different than his artistic approach. Yes. And that's all it is. It's all because it is, I right. still respect that the Rela that you played, right? I know yeah. that it's like difficult and blah, right, blah, blah. Right. And uh, but mine is different, and so sometimes I think that like our our I don't know whether it's Hindi or Bengali or Punjabi or whatever that the languages don't support sort of like open discussion like right. like that I mean right. I, I don't even know how to say in Punjabi that like oh we each have different artistic approaches and he wow. approached it from this angle there's and not, I approached it from this angle. There's not even a, like an easy you, way to say that. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> just go like. Yeah, what I don't know what that was. I would have done this, right? That's usually what you hear. It's yeah. a very almost like primitive, like just yeah, no, yes, like. So I, I mean, yeah. like I think even when people are trash talking in our field, there's still underlying there's still respect. respect. There's I still underlying totally. understanding of yes. like what he did do is difficult. Yes, and so. Like, you know, Neelam Jit and I are like, we're from the same Gurana and, and you and I are from different Gurana. Right, we are. But we right. all have different approaches. Like if if we, the three of us were to accompany her. It would be it different. Would be different. Completely, completely different. Yeah. Completely yeah. different. Yeah. And each one is valid. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I have to sometimes, you know, like, that. because that was the culture we were raised in. We saw other musicians, like, you know, when you see musicians backstage, like, and I, I and I can name all the big names, like all of them. <laughs> They've all said things. I, you, they all say I things. I know, I know. Every right? culture. And evolved. and then and then uh, it took me a while, like in my adulthood, to realize that, like, oh, they're That's just not right. It's part it's, of the banter. That it's the banter. It's like they're drinking tea. They're they're that, that's cracking how they're jokes. cracking jokes with each other. Yeah. And sometimes somebody gets taken down in the joke. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, there's a lot of love though behind a lot of it. Yeah. So I anyway, you know. Well. Like I said, Robin Let's is nice like, like Robin. the most positive guy. <laughs> guys, and, be and nice like Joss and Komoji. These guys are amazing. And my dad, too. Yeah, yeah. so thank you guys I, and, again. And all the niceness comes from my dad, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I can see I, that. Yeah, right? I have to pass that along. Yeah, I learned everything uh, from him. So yeah. so thank you guys for being on. And like hey, I said, this, this show is... Bit, you guys are welcome anytime. Anytime you want to come. Just, we'll be back. Yeah, Until text you Come around for tea whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. Thank you.